We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Welcome to Light Years. We are recording on the Spotify Green Room app. Andy Liu is back in the house. Andy, finally back from traversing the backwoods of Earth, trying to discover the next Smiley Geach. Did you find it? <laughs> me and Smiley started as, at about the same level of, uh, of paleness. Uh, you know me. And uh, after nine days in Maui, Sam, I am about the same level of paleness. I, I just... Look, man, I, I, sunscreen doesn't do it for me. I, I need to get burnt for me to turn a different shade. So I'm coming back like I was never there. I'm literally the same person. It feels good to be back. It's good to have you back, man. We are four weeks away from training camp opening. Exactly. Training camp opens four Tuesdays from today, end of September, beginning of October. Got some spicy trade talk to get Ooh. into tonight. But before we get into it, I want to give a shout out to New Lightyear sponsor, Pacific Catch. Andy, have you ever had Pacific yes, Catch? Sir. Yes, sir. One of the best takeout options in the Bay Area, as far as I'm concerned. You know why it's good? You ever you ever go out with your friends and you're like, someone wants one type of food, someone wants another, and you can never come to an agreement? Pacific Catch actually spans three to four different cuisines and do, does them all at a high level. And you know what they also do? They're also in the sunset, baby. You know that's why they love them. Come on. <laughs> <laughs> locations, the yeah. I mean, locations across the bay. By the way, you got multiple in San Francisco. <laughs> you got locations down the peninsula, Marin, even the yeah. East Bay. So we are going to give away a hundred dollar gift card Ooh. to Pacific Catch Damn. to the best caller later in the show. It could be a question. It could be a take. Um, doesn't matter. We will make that decision at the end of the show. But Ooh, that's a lot of beer. Yeah, or you know, God forbid you actually order food. Yeah, um, yeah, yeah. some of us are alcoholics. You know, a lot, a lot of people in here. <laughs> a lot of people in here. Yeah. Okay. So the the big story today is Ben Simmons leak through Keith Pompey of I want to say the Philadelphia Inquirer said Ben Simmons is refusing re- refusing to play for the Sixers, he will not show up to training camp if it comes down to it. Adding to it, he wants to go to the three Calif- one of the three California teams. 
poor Sacramento, a little shade to them. But he wants to go to an L.A. team or the Warriors. There's a lot of bad blood between him and Philly, and it looks like we're going to get a little bit of a standoff here. So I feel like this isn't necessarily new. It's just it's leading towards a car crash we know is coming with those two sides, right? Ooh, well done. Wow. Um, I didn't know that – I guess the new thing is I didn't know that he prefers a team – three teams in California. I mean, I, I could have guessed that, but I didn't know that was reported. So that's, that's, that's cool. It's good. Good for us. Good content for us. Okay. So I want to start with this uh, thing that I am, I am a little bit mystified and annoyed about. I get rich Paul is Ben Simmons's agent. And I get, this is what they were going to do the whole time, but come on, man, Ben Simmons gets to do this little show. Like, come on. I feel like you got to be a top 10 player to do this type of stuff. And, uh, like, I guess anybody could technically do it, but he's not. I mean, like, LeBron does this cool. Steph does this cool, you know. James Harden does it. James Harden does it, you know. Even Kyrie, I guess. But, like, Ben Simmons, that's the part where I'm like, all right, guys. like, So I'm I'm, going to push you back. Are we sure Ben Simmons and Kyrie aren't the same caliber of player? (laughs) They're both perennial all-stars. They will – if they're healthy, they're they're on the all-star team. They, wow. they're neither of them are good enough to be the first option on a title team. So they're kind of sitting in that, that middle ground. Now I, I do hear you. Ben Simmons is barely 25 years old and you know, his career is mostly marked by the playoff disappointments on some level. I feel like he's underrated because everyone Ooh. like focuses on the failures, but they don't talk about the fact that like, you put him on a team there in the playoffs. He does a lot of winning things. You know, he's he's in that range of player where I'm like, everyone focuses on the five to ten percent he's bad at instead of the eighty to ninety percent that's really good. I mean, he finished second in defensive player of the year. Um, whether he's a better defender than Draymond, you can debate. But as far as I'm concerned, they're both better defensive players than Rudy Gobert. And they're, I mean, he's one and of the Andrew most Wiggins. He's one of the most versatile defensive players in the league. He's a walking triple-double. I mean, he's a phenomenal passer and rebounder. He's a pretty good finisher. He attacks the rim pretty well. Uh, Obviously, in the playoffs, he had like a big-time meltdown where he didn't do that, which is a terrible look. Uh, But, you know, he can't shoot the ball. So that's what everyone focuses on that because – you know, if he could shoot the ball, you could talk yourself about you could talk yourself into him being the next LeBron, right? Because yeah. he has a lot of other similarities to LeBron. And coming out of high school and college, we were under the impression he was going to be the next LeBron. And he's just not that. He might just be more of like a big Draymond. Are we getting into the fit stuff or or because yeah, that that was my big thing. I mean, I, I'm with you, right? Like he's He's fine. He's good. I'm all in on the trade. I just, I feel like part of this stuff is just, it's a little annoying. It's just like, I don't really care for the Ben Simmons diva show. Like get it done or don't get it done. Like Daryl Moore, just trade the guy. Like, I, but Hey, if the Warriors are going to be in talks, if they're going to be one of the three teams, I'm all in on it. So do we, let's get into it. Let's, let's get into uh, yeah, so, discussions so, on whether it makes sense or not. So I was going to, so we're going to have Jason Dumas, um, from Cron 4 on the pod, uh, probably dropping right after Labor Day. Uh, he, of course, has been one of the first people to report a bunch of stuff on Ben Simmons. He's been pretty much right every time he's dropped a report. He's been saying that they're not talking for months, 
What do we get today? Another report that they're not talking. Like at this point, does anyone dispute the fact that Ben Simmons and Philly are not talking? You know, like that. So we'll have him on and maybe that can give us a little context, but I'm with you on the basic. Like there's a lot of things about Ben Simmons that give me pause, like the inability to shoot. It's not even that he's a bad shooter. It's that he won't shoot the ball. The fact that it feels like he never works on his weaknesses. The fact that there are some diva tendencies. Uh The fact that there are some diva tendencies, that stuff kind of rubs me the wrong way. But I can't keep overlooking the fact that a lot of things have keep going wrong in, in Philly. Like the Markel Fultz thing is an example. They can, they've made a lot of mistakes over the years. I don't know that that's like the strongest culture. You want to tie it into the Warriors? Look at what Andre Godala said about Philly over his time there. You know, he was maligned and everything there. And part of me just thinks that dude has a lot of talent and you get him somewhere that's got a different vibe than Philly. And that doesn't mean he's going to turn into a top 10 player, but you might see like the best version of Ben Simmons, which like we've seen at times, as opposed to whatever the hell happened in the playoffs. Yeah. So, so we can get to the playoffs though, but the, the notion that Ben Simmons has to be a top 10 player for this trade to work out for the Warriors is in my opinion, absolute BS. Like, the Warriors don't need to make this trade thinking that Ben Simmons needs a top 10 player. It'd be great if he was. It'd be great if they could just get Giannis. But, like, look at the the players that the Warriors would essentially be trading in this scenario. It would be Andrew Wiggins, who's, I don't know, would you say a top 75 player probably? And then James Wiseman, who is a rookie, right? Essentially for all intents and purposes. And then a future first-round pick. And, like, what else are they trade In this whatever hypothetical scenario, that package... I mean... It, like, yeah, it'd be great to get a top 10 player, but I don't think it requires that in any case. Like, it's not fair to... to so there is yeah. so there is, a, there is a good point to be brought up. You, you bring up a good point. Is our Wiseman or Kuminga going to be better players than Ben Simmons? Yeah, and I don't know. But here's the thing. They could, but I like... I, yeah, I don't think so. Don't but Ben Simmons maybe is... Kuminga, maybe Kuminga. Amino Hassan brought this point up on the radio, and I, I just want to give him credit for it. He goes, like, if Ben Simmons never gets better, he's still probably an all-star for the next six, seven years, which means he's still one of the 20 to 25 best players in the league. Yeah. So that's, that's like, really yeah. what we're talking about. Are either of those guys going to be one of the best 20 to 25 players yeah. in the league in the next five years? <laughs> and well, in five years, Sam. Like the, yeah. the answer would be yeah in five years. <laughs> like that's the other thing. It's not like we're. It's not like the Warriors are looking making a decision on fully finished product. James Wiseman. It's not the question. These yeah, guys are nineteen years old. This isn't a trading Kawhi Leonard for George Hill scenario because uh, although George Hill was an excellent starting caliber player for a decade, he never made an All Star team. He wasn't exactly. He wasn't as good as Ben Simmons is now, is my point. You know, there is a chance Kuminga or Wiseman end up being better players than Simmons. It wouldn't surprise me. But Ben Simmons, his baseline is just so high. Like, he is one of the five best defensive players in the NBA. He is one of the five best passers who's not like a point guard in the NBA. I mean, he, he does a lot of winning things for – basically, if he just attacks the rim, he's probably a top 15 player in the league, which he's done at times. And then in the playoffs last year, he kind of got afraid to. And that's kind of terrifying where he got, like, the mental thing going on. But, like, 
the floor is so high with that. Well, okay, okay. Let's let's get to the nitty gritty too. Then let me ask you this: How's the fit work? So you're so the, so the assumption is Wiggins is the the player who goes out to make the contracts work, not Draymond. Yep. So how does the fit? Steph, how does Steph the fit Clay, with? Yep. Yep. How does the fit with Ben Simmons and Draymond work? Steph well, Clay, Draymond, Simmons, and 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 uh, and uh, who am I missing? Who am I missing? Is the five? Um, I don't know. Auto Porter. I don't really care. Whatever. Come on, Looney. I don't know. Well, I'll, t- I'll tell you. This, I'll tell you that. I'll tell you this much. You you can never play Looney with Simmons and Draymond at the same time. Say, I was gonna say. Cor- correct me there. Uh, but let's say they get a shooter. Let's say it's 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 someone. Let's say uh, uh, Porter is eighty percent. Right. He's playing the three. Porter, Bielita, Moody, Poole, all sure. of those are options for the fifth guy Sure, in, in said lineup. In fact, they got a decent amount of shooting options for that fifth guy on the floor. I don't think it's actually that big a deal because Draymond, he doesn't shoot it a lot, but he is – he will stand on the perimeter and his man will have to stand at least like halfway between the rim and him at times. You could generate enough spacing with Steph, Dream, with Steph Clay – and a third shooter on the floor. The The real key to it is, is Ben Simmons willing to attack the rim? Because if he's not willing to attack the rim, then he got problems. Then you got like two Draymonds out there who are just looking to pass the ball and never shoot it or never I, attack. But if he's willing to attack the rim, I mean, this team was a net positive with Draymond and Looney. You're telling me they can't be a positive with Draymond and Simmons? You know, that's yeah. I, I, I'm with you, right? I was all in on this train a while ago. Um, and I think the fit works. I think part of the Warrior system, Steve Kerr system, and really Steph's system is that you got a bunch of smart guys that know how to pa- uh, pass and play together. If you tell me that Ben Simmons, Draymond Green, Steph, and Clay, like that's, that's, that's a foursome that's one of the smartest foursomes in the entire NBA. Ben Simmons, as much as you give, uh, we can give him grief for being, you know, maybe mentally soft in the postseason, is a damn smart basketball player. Really, really intelligent basketball player. Uh, Andrew Wiggins, he's a fine basketball player, but what we call him a really intelligent high IQ basketball player, I don't know. Like Ben Simmons is on the other side of that spectrum. So like I would say he's high IQ. Same with someone like Looney. And so I think if you're playing in the system, it works that way. The bread and butter of the Warriors when they need to win a game is the Steph Draymond pick and roll, and I, I'm with you. So you, so in that case, you either have Ben or Draymond set the pick, most likely Draymond. You'll probably have Ben Simmons in the dunker position. I guess the problem in that case is if he's not willing to go up and actually dunk the ball <laughs> off of Draymond four and three, then yeah, you're screwed. But like, I, I don't, I don't know how much of an issue that is if you've got Steph Clay and then a third shooter on the floor. Yeah, it's going to be a little bit cramped. But you're gonna on you're gonna get away with that with some of the passing that you're gonna get with Draymond and Ben Simmons, and then the defense is gonna be like it, like it's gonna be damn good. It's gonna be damn good if you can get Draymond and Ben Draymond protecting the rim and Ben Simmons on the perimeter. I mean, my God, I brought this up with uh, Eddie on our last podcast. Um, uh, Eddie Gonzalez, Fansky. I would almost say if the Warriors want to beat the Brooklyn Nets or the Lakers. They're better suited trying to build a team that's based on the motion offense and passing and defense than trying to add a Brad Beal type and try to go like mono-e-mono with like Brooklyn or something like that. And so when I look at it, someone like Ben Simmons, now you're, you're talking about having like multiple elite defensive options. You play the Lakers, 
You can put Draymond on Anthony Davis. You could put Ben Simmons on LeBron. There's no team in the NBA who has two better options to guard those guys than that. You know, you go against Brooklyn, you 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 have similar types of stuff. Like, I feel like if the Warriors want to get back to the mountaintop and compete with those type of teams, they're going to have to do it in kind of an old school Warriors way and kind of like a Spursy way where it's a lot more like, team oriented even like what the milwaukee bucks did the milwaukee bucks look you're not going to win like an iso pick and roll contest against the uh the the brooklyn nets you have to beat them in the margins you have to beat them through team play so adding a guy like ben simmons who's phenomenal at everything except shooting the ball actually helps you get closer to being them, in my opinion, than maybe adding another scorer who gives you firepower, who makes them more fun to watch, you know, on a nightly basis. Like, I'd rather watch a Steph Bradley Beal team on a Wednesday night against Orlando. You know, that's more fun, right? But, but like, does that put you closer to competing with those better teams? Yeah, I mean, I would say yes, but I, I, your point is taken, though. Like, I don't think Bradley Beal's like, if you're in a crunch time, like, who's Steph and Bradley Beal guarding, perhaps, in that situation? But if you have Ben Simmons guarding LeBron, now we're talking, right? Like, now now, now that's the Andre Iguodala scenario. I'm not saying that Ben is that great of or that smart of a defender, but he's got that type of upside, same type of size, and LeBron's 39,000 years old. So like, I'll say, And I'll say this LeBron. about – I'll say this about Ben Simmons. Everyone you think is a better defender than him is 30 or like older. Like he's the only guy 25 or younger who enters these like elite defensive conversations. So you kind of have like it, it's sometimes easy to forget how young. You are. Yeah. I mean, and, and I think that's the one. The other thing with Ben is, too, is I mean, I guess you're if you're making this trade for him, you are under the impression that he is going to be better with you guys. Um, he's not going to have those breakdowns. And I think you can kind of see that being true because the Warriors aren't relying on him necessarily. Like, presumably, Sam, Steph is healthy. Klay Thompson is playing basketball. I'm not saying he's 100%, but he's out there playing basketball. You've got two guys that are focal scorers on that team. So he's not really the second guy. On the Sixers, it was really Joel Embiid, you do your thing. And then Ben Simmons was running around between Tobias Harris all game long. And like, I don't really understand what the Sixers were doing. Like, he was trying to play kind of up and down. But Joel Embiid doesn't want to play up and down. And it's going to be a different case for the Warriors especially, right? You've brought this up before, and I think it's important to bring up again. No, that's a, that's a great point where it's like um, Embiid and Steph could not be farther apart in terms of the way they play, right? And and they don't like each other. Yeah, but yes, yes. And the way they <laughs> And I was going to say, um, Ben Simmons has thrived when Embiid's been off the floor. He's played well with Embiid, but like he doesn't shine because he's kind of more of a role player. The thing that, that changes when they play with tempo, you get Ben Simmons in the open court. Imagine him in the open court and you got Steph and Clay streaking on either side of him. And then you, you, you're making a choice. Am I going to let Ben go one-on-one to the rim or am I going to help off of a shooter? Because he'll find those guys. Like, I think all of this stuff plays to his advantage. I think you would get the optimized version of Ben Simmons with the Warriors. It's really just a question of how good do you think that player? Yeah, I mean, again, we go full circle. Like, if the Warriors are going to make this trade thinking they need – or if they're looking at this trade in the the vacuum that we need Ben Simmons to be a top 10 player, then no, they're not going to make this trade. But if you're looking at this trade to say, is Ben Simmons a good enough player to help us make the NBA Finals? They make this trade. 
<laughs> like that's that's I think Sam, it's as simple as that. But if they expect more out of Ben Simmons, if they're holding out for say Car Anthony Towns two years from now, then yeah, I mean, okay, then you're gonna have to do that. But like, man, you don't get many options to get a get a guy this good and and like you said, this young. And I don't think that you're giving up that much. Like, I I I would maybe even throw Kaminga in there. I know you're against that, but like, man, I'm trying to get a championship right now, man. I'm not not waiting for 2032. Okay, like I, I'm. Yeah, I, I feel like you win a title, but yeah, I feel like it's a non-starter to discuss because I just can't even see Warriors management yeah, trading both fair. of them. That's um, that's fair. But yeah, I mean, your point is taken. They should, they should consider at least trading one of the kids and future picks for someone of Benson's caliber. We're driven by the search for better, but when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. If you're a basketball junkie, then you know there's no better time of year than the NBA playoffs. Twice a week, J.J. Redick is cooking on his podcast, The Old Man and the Three. He has guys come on in all stages of their careers to talk about the league and share stories you won't hear anywhere else, including Devin Booker on why he talks so much trash, Ray Allen's epic free throw competitions with LeBron in Miami, and the moment Tyrese Halliburton knew Pascal Siakam would be a good fit in Indy. In addition to player interviews, every Monday, J.J. breaks down the top three things happening around the NBA with unmatched analysis. Analysis, not outlandish takes, and is often joined by masterminds of the game like Tim Legler to dive deep on rookie reports, trade breakdowns, and why is mean mugging now a tech? You won't find another outlet that covers the game as comprehensively and with such insight as JJ does it on The Old Man and the Three. Make this your companion podcast during the playoffs. Listen to The Old Man and the Three ad-free on Wondery Plus or wherever you get your podcasts. Is it time for some callers? I think it's time for some callers. Let's get the goons on. Let's get the goons on. I'm sick of All right, if you want to speak, best caller of the night gets the $100 gift certificate to Pacific Catch. Oh, option zero. Leading we'll, go with option, we'll, go, we'll go with option zero. Yeah, we're mixing it up. He's more of a cleanup hitter, but tonight he's going to lead off. What's going on, guys? Sir? Hey, you know, not much. Getting ready for September. Uh, some brief, unfortunate personal news. I'm going to need you guys to be extra awesome on your pods this year because, uh, I got worth nail doctor, no more alcohol for me for health reasons. So, uh, this season might be, uh, kind of rough to get through with, uh, no alcohol. So Andy and Sam, please, uh, step up your game so I can stay sane. Otherwise 
it's gonna be rough, man. Oh, well, man. we'll do our best to give you the positive spin on. Uh... <laughs> oh my god. Anyways, uh, so my main thought is all season long. Anytime what the Warriors needed this offseason, Sam would always say, is it shooting or is it shot creation? That's like the main thing that Sam says every single time. Well, the Warriors got shooting. They got uh, Space Center, 3 and 3, 3D wing. They got healthy clay. We got the shooting. We didn't get any shot creation. And it, to me, it just screams like this entire roster would benefit from another really awesome ball handler, which is basically either Siakam or Ben Simmons. So to me, it seems like a no-brainer to add in someone like him. And I know that we can talk about cost and a three-way and all that stuff. But just from a fit perspective, I don't know why people don't get it. Like, have they not been listening to Sam? We need another shot creator. It's Steph and... um, Jordan Poole sometimes. So the biggest or the easiest way to to illustrate this, I think, is just basic, some really simple stats. So I don't want to get too deep, but... Steph averaged 8.4 free throws, free throw attempts per 100. Anyone else over seven, you guys? No, there's not a single person. No chance. Ben, ben Simmons is 7.4. So all this talk about him not attacking the rim in the postseason, yeah, sure. But in the regular season, he actually gets racked. He racks up a lot of drives and fouls because he's uh, 6'10 with a good handle. And even with like MB clogging the paint and basically no shooting for the last like five years in Philly, he has been effective in drawing contact just because he's really athletic. He's really big. He can handle and he can pass. So just being big without even shooting, he can help the Warriors even without like hitting four threes a game or something like that. So that isn't that basically exactly what Sam's been talking about for the last like 24 months, basically. And he also <laughs> averages seven assists. He averages seven assists. Like, isn't that exactly what you want next to stay, Steph? If you already did a good job of getting by the way to shooters to piggy to piggyback onto it, the there were two things the Warriors were disgustingly bad at last year: um, rebounding and attacking the rim. You mentioned the attacking the rim thing. I don't. I never know what to make of individual rebounds, but at some point you got to look at it. He's a small forward who averages like eight and eight rebounds a game. Hey, six, uh, ten. The, six, the ten. Warriors. The Warriors' current small forward average is about four. I mean, it can't hurt to add more that size. Much? You can actually get re- yeah four four a week. It's, we're good. Yeah. So, <laughs> wow. Um, option zero. Appreciate the call. No, I I do agree with you. Actually, he brings up a good point. So the Warriors did, although they didn't make a big move this offseason, Bielitsa, Otto Porter, Moses Moody. These are all guys who, if they don't shoot 40% from three, will be disappointed, right? They did add, like, players who objectively can shoot the ball. Adding someone who can be counted on to create a play and make the extra pass and do that stuff can only... I mean, I, I, I feel like the, the fit stuff is just a way for people to say no, whereas I think you got to look at from how it's going to help the team. Get, so this team wants a freaking playing team and lost to the freaking Memphis Grizzlies. What are we doing here? All right, let's move. Let's move on. Yeah, yeah, it's like, it's like on one get more, on, more annoyed. On one hand, like I understand the front office, um, you know, portraying the message of we like what we got, so they don't seem desperate. You know, like I get it. On the other hand, it's just weird to me that like people go along with it. And it's like, yeah, I mean, great roster. No need to. No need to make any moves. We're good as we are, like like they like they were a game away from the NBA Finals or something, you know. Yeah, I mean, I mean, if you told me Clay one hundred percent healthy, like I'm with you. Like I, I can make an argument that maybe not, but you know. Yeah, let, let's 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 keep it going. 
Let's start uh, going again. I'm in a good mood, Tim. I'm in a good mood. I think I think Sheed's available, so let's get him up here for the announcement, and then we'll get some more callers. Sheed. Yeah, What's up, man? Back. We're running it back, baby. Running it back. Stoked. <laughs> I can I can feel the energy. I can feel the energy in your voice. By the way, Sheed was on my Instagram commenting when I was on a helicopter ride at Maui about how he doesn't want to be in the air. Do you like not fly? Like what's what's the deal, man? Bro, come on, bro. You were in a helicopter over the Pacific Ocean, like I mean, <laughs> I mean that's pretty risky. <laughs> I wasn't gonna I wasn't gonna I wasn't gonna get shot down, you know what I mean? Like I, had a, I it's not like I was driving the it's not like I was the one that was the pilot. Come on now. This guy. So I'll have me off. No, but, you, but you're sitting like it looked like you were sitting like right up front next to the pilot. Like your leg could literally like maybe like hit his hand or something. You know what I mean? Like a lot of things in play. <laughs> I did get bit by like ten mosquitoes, so there there's that. But no, I did not fall into the ocean. So I was I was all good. Yeah, no, it looked like looked like you had a great trip, man. So happy. <laughs> I appreciate you, bro. What's up, man? What, what we got? What we on besides the Warriors World tourney that that I'm that I'm uh, getting in shape for right now? The sources yeah, say Zaza's excited. Oh my God! Don't ruin. Oh, Sam, sources. <laughs> we are back. <laughs> and I'm, I'm just happy that you know Team Lightyear is finally in the tournament this year. This is the eighth annual, uh, and we finally got Team Lightyear in the building. Uh, I mean, honestly, I'm, I'm I'm pretty happy about that. Uh, I mean, baby, kind of just piggybacking off that, you know, like this year we partnered with, uh, I mean, we were pretty fortunate to partner with Steph's Foundation, Clay's Ooh. Foundation, and then JTA's Foundation. So uh, all the money uh, kind of we're, we've been fundraising and uh, and getting through sponsorships and all that good stuff is <clears throat> going directly to, to them, right? Like, so, I mean, we're having, like, sponsors jump on, and, like, you can literally pick, you know, which organization you want to support, so. Uh, we wanted to give people, you know, options this year and and let them kind of, you know, have a real say of where they're <clears throat> spending their money. So, uh, off and on top of that, tomorrow we're launching uh, probably our biggest uh, merch collab we've done. Uh, I won't say who because I want to, you know, want to see some exi- excitement for tomorrow morning. But you know, we definitely need everybody to, you know, make sure you, you know. You log on Saturday morning and purchase some stuff because I think uh, this is a I think this is a cool collab we're launching tomorrow. You know, it's, I've uh, I've seen I've seen the shirt. I'm not going to spoil it, but easily top three Warriors World shirt. Yeah, since, this is going to sell. I mean, <laughs> since uh, since I've seen you start printing these seven eight years ago, uh, great cause. I mean, I'm, I'm gonna let everyone check check the social feeds tomorrow. Check Warriors World. Uh, this this is one you're gonna want to get. You're gonna be mad if you don't order this shirt. No, yeah, this is gonna be a one time thing just because uh, you know all proceeds are gonna go to his foundation. So this is like this is gonna be available, you know, for this weekend only, and then and then that's it. So and then Damn. I see someone comment, yeah, if you want to like donate or be a sponsor, or whatever, you can just shoot me a message. You know, we've had. Uh, you know, people in actually in this room have already donated and stuff. So, like my man Oz came through with the donation and legend. Uh, you know, a few others. So, you know, if you want to get involved, just shoot me a message and you know we can talk. But uh, other than that, yeah, I think Andy. Are you gonna play in the tournament? 
I, I am going to play. Look, man, I don't play in the tournament because I don't like playing D1 players. All right? I'm not trying to get sunned and dunked on every time, but nah, you're not, right. I, I do have only, to That's up. only 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 for Katie on Twitter to dunk on you. <laughs> well, you know what? Like, the, the kind of messed up part about this shit, just with COVID and everything, is that we can't have spectators in the building. So, like, usually we get, like, a good crowd that comes out and kind of watches, but this shit's going to be, it's going to be, uh, you know, no crowd, so. Damn. Don't worry. If, no, if, you, no. if you do get dunked on, it won't be, you know, in front of a, hey. a packed crowd. Hey, well, hey, I assume photographers are going to be out there, so I'm, I'm, uh, I'm avoiding, I'm avoiding the painted area. But now I'll be playing. It's me, me and the guys that I hooped with from in high school growing up. So we're happy to do it. Uh, I know there are other teams with like legit basketball players. So put me in the <laughs> other bracket, sheet. You got me. Put, put me in the easy bracket. We'll take that one down. Then the championship yeah, put a, game. Yeah. Put Team Light Years in the Eastern Conference. <laughs> Although you could argue the Eastern Conference is pretty good now. But yes, put us put us, put us in the East when LeBron used to play in the East. You know what I mean? Just the easy road to the chip. You know what I mean? And I, then when we I, lose 4 0, we can just complain about no help. But, you know what? It's kind of tough because I don't know like everybody that was playing, right? Like you know, like when teams turn in their roster, like I don't know, like you, know, you don't know the name, yeah. yeah, but I mean, I know, like usually there's all, you know, every team has at least one dude who's like, <clears throat> you know, like legit hooper, but and I mean, but there's like a lot, I mean, there's you know, regular, regular Joe's losing at a team. Oh, no, oh man, <laughs> we might be losing them. We got, We're losing Sheed. Uh, okay, we're gonna we're gonna end it there. Make sure to check out Warriors World in the morning. Uh, great merch collab goes to a great cause. I feel bad that we can't spoil who it is, but you know, you just check it out in the morning, bro. I'm ready. I'm looking at it. And I'm like, I know at least like at least a dozen friends that would buy this. So, uh, shout out to Sheed. I think like from a merch perspective, from like a wardrobe perspective, so I'll be honest. I really only own Warriors World stuff now. That's really all I wear because I don't have to go in office. I don't have to wear like anything i really uh, don't understand right. why i buy t-shirts because like i buy something and then all i do is go into my closet and grab a warriors world shirt <laughs> so i mean it's i know crazy. what you mean it's like all of a sudden i'm looking and i'm like ah, I, I there's no reason for me to ever buy another t-shirt at this point <laughs> <laughs> yeah i'm with you i'm with you or so, a hoodie uh, <laughs> I, I think i wore the trey land shirt like four times when i was on when i was on vacation uh, my girlfriend was getting pissed. He's like, why do you have to wear and by the way, tons of Niners fans in Maui. Um, tons. So they were all excited about Trey Lance. Uh shout shouts to the GOAT quarterback. Make him let him start. Let him start. Chosen shout out guy. shout out the platoon. I'm all about the platoon. Yeah. All right, let's get back let's get back on topic. We can bring some yeah. more callers up. Brian, what's up, man? Hey, how you doing, man? First time calling, man. Love the show. Appreciate it. Appreciate Sweet you calling notes. in. Sweet man. All right, so I got a crazy – I've been in the trade machine for the last hour. <laughs> it's crazy trying to figure out how this whole Ben Simmons thing works, right? So this is a trade because the only way I can see this possibly making any sense for any team is it has to involve multiple teams. So I got a four-team trade here. Going to Golden State, we got Ben Simmons, and we have the Atlanta Hawks involved, Kevin Worth. Portland gets Andrew Wiggins, Wiseman, Cam Reddish, Tyrese Max. Okay. Philly gets Damon Covington. Yep. Atlanta gets Seth Curry. Okay, so Atlanta's trading um, Herger and Cam Reddish for Reddish. Seth Curry? Mm-hmm. To an extent. You probably have to throw in like some sweeteners, probably another draft pick. But I feel like 
it's not entirely crazy. They still got Bogdanovich, DeAndre Hunter, Gallinari. They just got Jalen Johnson. Like they've already been trying to move Reddish all summer, essentially. So I can see. Okay, I, I okay, I like this. I, I think you put Atlanta in there because you wanted Portland to get more young players. I assume because they're rebuilding. Um. Yeah, I like it. I, I, the, the only thing I would say is I don't know if Atlanta needs to be in there. Like, I think it would be – if you're the Warriors, because it, the four the four team kind of complicates it a bit, I think you've got well, you've got the top three down. It's like it, it's if it's going to be the Warriors, it's the Warriors, it's it's Dame going to Philly uh, and then Portland getting the, the – what do you what do we call it? The, the poo-poo platter of young guys in draft picks. So I think it would be up to what, One of you guys be good in a couple of years. Yeah. Um, I, I actually, Brian, I like that trade package. Um, I do think if Ben Simmons ends up on the Warriors, it's going to be something like that because Philly doesn't want anything to do with yep. the Warrior young players. Like, they, what, what do they want with Wiseman, right? Not, like, not at all. Like, <laughs> yeah, exactly. they can't do anything with those guys. And, and their problem is, like, they want to flip Dame for – or, sorry, they want to flip Ben for uh, a different type of win-now player. But like if you're if you're Washington like with Brad Beal or Portland with Dame, if you're trading those guys, you kind of you kind of want a bunch of young rebuilding players, right? Like so, I do think the Portland trade actually has a bunch of legs. Like it, it could take a bunch of different, you know, different uh, machinations. Maybe Atlanta gets involved. Maybe a different team just to like flip pieces, but like the basics of what you're saying, I think is how, if the, if Ben Simmons ended up on the Warriors, that's how it would go down. Something to that extent. Like I said, just crazy scenarios that we all run through in our heads 200 times a day. Absolutely. All right. Yeah. Yeah. Y'all been on, like, I know y'all been on Twitter all day. Can somebody please tell Mike James to shut up? <laughs> like, I'm so sick of this conversation of who's more skilled and what, Steph is the GOAT at two of the most important offensive skills in history, shooting and off-ball movement. How can he be yeah. the GOAT at two offensive skills but be less skilled than somebody else? I don't get it. Man. Yeah, the crazy part is he's an NBA player, right? Like, that's the crazy <laughs> part. Like, he's not a Joe Schmo like me coming out and saying well, random stuff. Like, he's a he's an actual NBA player. It felt like he was begging for a spot on the Brooklyn Nets back. That's what it felt <laughs> I like. mean, he is kind of begging for a spot on the Brooklyn Nets. Tyree, please get me back. That's what it felt like. Oh, yeah, I mean, I mean I, that's kind of how I read it the whole way through, too. It's just like, man, I'm I'm unsigned. <laughs> I'd like to be back in the league. All right, Brian, we appreciate you. That's a great call. Um, great call. Damn. Kyrie is a guy that, dude, like NBA players love Kyrie probably probably more than they should a little bit, right? Like he's, so, he definitely gets a little more um, because, like, he just he does stuff that other people can't do like aesthetically. I also think that Kyrie's never done anything to anyone. He has never beat anyone. Like the one time he beat everyone was he had LeBron on his team. Then he was a Robin. And he made a big shot. That's all he does. And he's never played a full season. He's never healthy. Never shows up. He's just never done anything. You know what Steph does? Steph's beat everyone. So people hate him. The only thing Kyrie does better than Steph is he shoots long contested mid range twos better, and he and he takes more dribbles before, before shooting them. The only freaking thing he does better. Like, he is flashy. I mean, he's he makes flashy plays. Like he he hits some impossible shots. I think people overrate that a little bit, but like he is objectively really good at that. But yeah. it's always funny to me when people are like Steph's a legend. 
but X, <laughs> Y, and Z are better than him at everything. I'm like, well, he's a legend. And what are we talking about here? You know, <laughs> whatever. Yeah. Then shouldn't, shouldn't Kyrie have won like at least three championships or why didn't he win a couple in Boston? Like, Anyway, we're not doing this. We know Steph is better. Nah. Everybody knows that. Yeah, let's I'm, I've been trying to not give that time yeah. of day. We, I've, I've spent way too many hours on Twitter arguing with people over stuff like that over the years. <laughs> over the years, correct. Same, same here. All right, let's let's keep moving. Jake, what's up, man? Hey, what's up, guys? Um, I just wanted to pitch the idea of a couple of starting lineups, assuming we get Simmons, and I wanted to know if you guys thought Steph, Otto Porter Jr. Ben Simmons, Draymond, and Bielitsa works. And then as a closing lineup, when Clay comes back, you got Steph, Clay, Otto Porter Jr., Simmons, and Draymond. I think that would be a pretty, pretty legit contender in the West. Oh, yeah. I mean, Otto Porter fills that Harrison Barnes role to a T, and he's an even better shooter. Probably less of a defender, at least at, least at the point. Yeah, yeah I was going to say, the shooting, but, the shooting is better. Um, you're giving up a little with the multi-positional athleticism. Yeah. But, yeah. Yeah. Um, I do agree. Sweet, sweet uh, the, lineup. the thing, the thing that's uh, good about Ben is like he can legitimately guard guards. So you could play him at the two when um, you know when Clay's out. So like he does, you know, for all the uh, the lack of versatility his offense offers with shooting, he is like one of the most versatile defensive players. Like he can he can legitimately guard point guards like in terms of man-to-man coverage in a way that like Draymond and like Anthony Davis and Giannis don't like he, he can legitimately go. Yeah. He is one of the few, right? Cause Rudy Gobert, you think of rim protector, Anthony Davis, rim protector, Joel Embiid, rim protector. Like those are the guys that you think of Draymond green kind of can't really guard those quick guys out there anymore. Right. Um, you're right. I mean, it, or if he does, it or if he does, it's a, it's about switching. Like even same with Giannis, no one's ever putting Giannis like, point of attack defense no one's like yeah Kawhi Giannis done, right yeah exactly be able to do it and you're right I mean that's really the only guy like other than that it's like Pat Bev is like that guy but it's a Pat sure. Bev only is there to do one thing like he's not an actual basketball player so yeah I damn like I hadn't thought about that like he is really the only guy that can guard one to four and then you got Draymond like that's not what I keep going back to Sam it's like Draymond and and, and Ben little, little, little icky on offense oh my god that defense is gonna be incredible incredible yeah a lot of new callers. I like it. Doug. I'm very happy. Doug, what's up, man? How's it going, guys? It's good. Would love to know your guys' thoughts on the value of shot doctors, especially for like older players like Draymond or a, a player entering his prime like Ben Simmons. Uh, the reason I'm asking is for thinking a little bit ahead towards 2022, one of the most famous shot doctors, Chip England, a man Kawhi himself has called his boy, uh, and who is clearly benefited from might be looking for a new challenge uh, following the season. You know, Pop might be retiring after getting the all-time wins record. And so with the parallels with the Spurs and the Warriors, might be a good, decent challenge for uh, Mr. England to come over to the Bay Area, help uh, a couple stars. And so wondering if that plays a role in potentially pulling the trigger for Simmons, pairing him and Draymond together. Um, yeah, I feel like we don't hear about shot doctors as much as we once did maybe five years ago i like that oh, um interesting first off, chip england is like probably the most famous shooting coach like because just realistically like the Kawhi thing is i feel like people uh think it's too it, it's easy to do that because like they took a guy who couldn't shoot and then turned him into like the second best shooter at the small forward position like behind kd you know like on some level that was 
that's like a perfect storm. Like, I don't think you can recreate that, but it's interesting. Like I, I'm all for the Warriors getting more developmental coaches who have a proven track record. Like that's what they did this off season. Like Jama is literally credited with um, you listen to Siakam and like OG and Novi talk. They're like, this is the reason I made it in that being at this level, you know, that sort of thing. And it's like, I, we know that was a Warriors weakness going forward. So it's like, you know, in general, like, yes, bring more coaches who know what they're doing. Yeah, I, I agree. I, I, I push back on the point of I don't think it helps Draymond and Ben Simmons. Ben Simmons, 25, Draymond's 30 plus. Like, you know what's going to help those guys? A therapist. Like, their their confidence in their shooting is, is the problem. Like, I, the, their shot is their shot. They're not changing who they are. But if you're looking to change someone's shot or get someone's shot better, yeah, James Wiseman and – and uh, and and John the Kaminga, like those are your guys. Like those are your guys that you're gonna bring him in for to fix, or not to fix, but just to, to develop, right? Like you're saying with Siakam and and uh, and OG Ananobi. Like the thing is, like Trey Lance, if he, I'm just throwing him back out there, Sam. He's on my mind, but like 25 year old Trey Lance, he's not changing his mechanics. Best time to change his mechanics is right now. Like it's it's right now when he's 19 years old. Uh, Chip England isn't helping Ben Simmons, in my opinion, and helping Draymond Green. Those guys are done. Like you got like those guys, you just got to hope they stay confident uh, or regain some confidence. But uh, yeah, I'm with you. But if you get Ben Simmons, Wiseman on the team. <laughs> so <laughs> so you bring him in for Kaminga, maybe if he's still on the team. So. Yeah, I'm, I'm going to push back a little bit on you there. Like development can happen later into your career. But I do agree with you, like on the, the macro thing, like you, you're not just bringing in a shot doctor and then like, Ben Simmons comes back next summer and is Kawhi Leonard. Thirty you know, like percent. Yeah. yeah, it's like that's not how it happens. But like, different development coaches can get different things out of guys. Yeah, like, we've seen yeah. it over and over again at different stages yeah. of their careers. And if you want, you know, actually, we have baseball on the background. What did the San Francisco Giants do? They changed their entire coaching staff, and Ooh. like guys like Brandon Crawford and Brandon Belt, who looked completely washed, all washed. of a sudden have resurgent years. So, you know, it's not that they develop new skills. It's that new coaches just kind of like figured out how to reignite what was already inside of them to come out. And that's really like more what development coaches are going to do with veterans. Like, I don't expect these development coaches to figure out how to turn Draymond into a 40% shooter. I want them to figure out how to make him more confident and more comfortable so that we can get him back to like 33% from three and maybe figure out how to use a floater and a few other things well, in terms of just making him a little more effective at doing the things we already know he's capable. We knew he was capable of doing at some point. I, I guess the Warriors did a good job with Andrew Wiggins. Let's be honest there. So yeah. like they, they did a good job with him. The other thing is like Kenny, they brought in Kenny Atkinson, who who I think is going to be able to do that. But like the thing is, you got to get guys that are bought in on it. Belton Crawford bought in on it because, because I mean, from Crawford's perspective, dude, dude was going to be out the league. <laughs> like he was going to be. Yeah, yeah, you, you are right. It, development's a two way. Like you could bring in the greatest coach on earth if the player isn't bought in on it. Like it doesn't mean much, right? I don't you think know? Draymond's buying in. Like, I, yeah, like, Draymond, Draymond is out here arguing that, you know, he should be passing a step while he has a wide open dunk. Like, I think that guy is, is who he is, right? Like, it's going to be great on defense, hopeless on offense. But, uh, yeah, maybe Ben Simmons. I have, I, a, I, have a, I have a little more, I have a little more faith in Draymond. I think he, uh, yeah. I think, I think if he figures something out, he'll, he'll go to it. I think he's the type of guy who, if he, 
if he figures something out in this shot, he's going to start chucking it until Steve starts yelling at him not to. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, we, um, you know, we're back in we're back in 2015 again. <laughs> We've been be doing nice, this for though. too long. We've been doing yeah. this for too long. Uh, let's keep uh, moving. Big Walters, what's up, man? Yo, yo, thanks for putting me on. Um, thought experiment. I think if you're looking to get Simmons and we're talking about finding the poo-poo platter to go somewhere, I I don't really see us or the front office trading all three of our three young guys, you know, Wiseman, Kaminga, and Moody. If you if you had to pick one to keep each of you guys, which which one would each of you pick? And then I have one who Ooh, I know I, I love. I love I love that question. All right, so um, why don't you go first? Okay, I, for me it's Kaminga because he's a natural replacement for for Wiggins, and you just have to spend the time to develop him. He can also play some bully ball when our non-shooter Simmons or our non-shooter Green is on the court and kind of fills in that four or five spot. So that's who I'd keep. I like it. All right, McWalters, appreciate you, Andy. What do you what do you say? The uh, the hipster answer is to say, hey, if you want to win now this season, it's Moses Moody. <laughs> but no, it's it's Kaminga. I mean, I think I think I think I think most likely like eighty five, ninety percent of people are probably going to go Kaminga, right? It's just he's 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 at the wing position that comes at a premium. He has a bit of a handle where you can project him to be, hey, he can get his own shot. Maybe he can average twenty points. Um, and he has the type of the aggressiveness and hustle and and like that type of stuff that you see from like I don't know. It reminds you of someone like Giannis, like. He's, he's got that crazy mental fortitude, and we've only watched him play four games. So, yeah, I think it's Kaminga. I really don't want to be the third person who agrees, but combo of Summer League, also combo of bias towards wing-sized guys who are who just can do a little bit of everything. Like, yeah, I mean, Kaminga would be the guy I'd want the most. I also think Kaminga is probably even farther away than Wiseman from being uh, being effective. So... I do want to. Right. I do want to. Yeah, I do want right. to call that out. Um, like, there's a world in which Wiseman is basically JaVale McGee in the next six months, and like objectively, that's yeah useful. Yeah. You yeah. know, whereas whereas Kuminga could easily go like the Ingram route, where you're like takes four years for that shot to translate to like hitting it at a clip that matters and all those sort of things. So like that, that's just something to consider. Yeah. No, I think you're 100 percent correct. And that's where Moses Moody comes in, because he can help you win right now. Yeah, it's like the third-party answer, right? <laughs> Get that 1% out there. Maybe even less, actually. No. All right. This is a last request before we make our decision on who gets the $100 gift card uh, to Pacific Catch. So going once, going twice on the speaker requests. All right. Andy, what are you thinking? I'm going with the guy that spent an hour on the trade machine. I'm going to assume that he spent that time preparing for this podcast, called in, and then he made fun of Mike James. I'm going with Brian Beecham. Who are you going with? I will agree with you. First off, I'm not. I'm not about to argue (laughs) on the air. So Brian Beecham, you get the you get the gift card. DM or email the Lightyears account, and we will hook that up for you. Enjoy the meal. We will be giving one of these away next week. In the next two weeks, we got to figure that out first. Um, but we will be doing it again, maybe same format. Appreciate every one of you who called in and you guys have a good night. <laughs>